the Vatican cannot hide it anymore. There is a deep rift. There is a war going on inside the walls of Vatican City. The late Cardinal Pell, Vatican insider who just died randomly at a routine hip replacement surgery, has said that the environment in Rome, the environment at Vatican City around the circle of Pope Francis is, quote, a toxic nightmare. That is the words of the late Cardinal Pell. The Catholic Church, surrounded in the inner court of Pope Francis, has become a toxic nightmare. And I'm going to walk you through what is becoming apparent to all of us. We have had scandals of pedophilia. We'll talk about Cardinal McCarrick, that nasty, perverted Judas bishop who molested a young man during confession, James Grine. You can see him on the screen right there. We'll talk about all the sodomy that's going on inside, not just the church, but amongst the hierarchy, the bishops. It's absolutely disgusting. We'll talk about the Vatican bank scandals and what we've learned over the years with that. And then the controversy of the resignation and the sketchiness of the Pope's butler. You can see him on the screen right there. The Pope uh, announcing his resignation from the papal see and lightning striking the Vatican, that very nice. And then the very questionable election of Cardinal Bergoglio, Pope Francis, at the hands of the St. Gallen Mafia, led by and revealed by none other than Cardinal Daniels. You can see right on the screen there in the box. This is a decade-long struggle, and the Vatican just can't hide it away from public sight. The death of Pope Benedict XVI has ripped the Band-Aid off, and we're seeing everything. And then, of course, we have this random death of Cardinal Pell, who says he was about to go on record, but he died, said, we're living in a toxic nightmare. I don't know about you, but I don't want to work in a place that's a toxic nightmare. And I'm ashamed that the Catholic Church has created, not the Catholic Church, these infiltrators, these wolves, have created an environment that is a toxic nightmare. And it has to stop. We lay people have to demand more transparency. And ultimately, we want holy men. If there's a Padre Pio out there in the world, I want him to be a cardinal. I don't want gay men to be cardinals, embezzlers, heretics. We want holy leadership. All right, let's get into it. We're going to go back to 2012. In 2012, it was a scandalous and embarrassing year for Pope Benedict XVI. His private papers were being published in the newspapers and in books in early 2012. And everyone was wondering, how are these documents getting out of the Pope's residence and getting into newspapers? What is going on? Well, they finally found the mole and it was the Pope's butler. You can see him on the screen, Gabriele. He's holding the umbrella. He, the Pope butler, was leaking the documents of the Pope, which had embarrassing information. Caddy fights, 
discussions about Vatican bank scandals, uh, immorality in the clergy, in particular sodomy, uh, male prostitutes telling stories about bishops and cardinals, absolute filth and disgusting. And these kind of things were getting out into the public. And it was the butler of the Pope. And I'm convinced to this day that the butler did not act alone. Sounds like a murder mystery, doesn't it? People were working with the butler. Now, Pope Benedict, he commissioned an investigation of three cardinals. And those three cardinals began to do a little Sherlock Holmes investigation. And they went throughout Rome and they talked to people and they started gathering surveillance and info. And they found that, yes, there are cardinals, as we saw, it was in the newspapers. There was a cocaine-fueled orgy at the Congregation for the Doctrine of Faith. Priests, bishops, maybe a cardinal, using cocaine and engaging in sodomy, homosexuality, inside Vatican City. The Vatican can't hide this anymore. It is a cesspool. It is absolutely disgusting. So Pope Benedict commissioned these three, art, these three cardinals. They went and did investigations. They came back to the Pope in December of 2012, and they gave him a red binder. Some sources say two red binders. I detail all of this with footnotes in my book, Infiltration, if you want to learn more. Pope Francis is obviously startled, and within two months of that, he announces that he's going to resign the papacy. That's the night that lightning struck the Vatican. Shocking. I believe it was a sign. I don't think it was random. And I think most people realized we are in some trouble. So, of course, we all remember Pope Benedict riding away on the helicopter. We were completely aghast. And then what happened next in 2013? Well, Cardinal Bergoglio was elected by the Cardinals. And we learned from a man named Cardinal Daniels, who himself was involved in covering up pedophilia amongst the clergy, homosexuality, scandals, absolutely disgusting, makes you want to vomit. Cardinal Daniels, who you see pictured on the box, who got to go right out with Bergoglio and escort him to announce that Habemos Papam, we have a pope. Cardinal Daniels revealed that they had a group that they called the St. Gallen Mafia. It met in the town of St. Gallen in Switzerland, where they talked about modernizing, liberalizing, making the Catholic Church more progressive, women's ordination, gay marriage, downplaying the church's teaching against abortion and contraception. This so-called St. Gallen Mafia wanted to get away from the trajectory of John Paul II and Ben XVI and wanted to go progressive. They wanted the Catholic Church to be woke. And so their target candidate was Cardinal Bergoglio, who took the name Pope Francis in 2013. And ever since then, he's been surrounded by scandal, and cardinals who have been involved in Vatican bank scandals and cover-ups. And as a Catholic myself, I find this disgusting. It's embarrassing. Now, Pope Francis himself, even as recently as last November, he said, I mean, I have chronicled the things he's been saying now for these past 10 years, but just this past November, Pope Benedict said this, quote, if I see the gospel in a sociological way only, yes, I am a communist, and so too is Jesus. 
behind these Beatitudes in Matthew 25, there is a message that is Jesus's own, and that is to be Christian. The communists stole some of our Christian values, end quote. That was an interview with Father Matt Malone, who's also a Jesuit for American Magazine. How can you say you're the vicar of Christ, the servant of the servant of God, the leader, the pastor of pastors, and say, I see the gospel in a sociological way. I am a communist, and so too is Jesus. Blasphemy. Anathema. Previous popes have said it's impossible to be a Christian and a socialist and a communist. Two worldviews that, that are in deep conflict. This is the kind of madness that people are living in. It's the madness that Cardinal Pell called a toxic nightmare. A toxic nightmare. And how toxic does it get? It gets right into pedophilia. Here's the sick, disgusting, perverted ex-Cardinal McCarrick. You'll remember I broke the interview. I interviewed James Grind, who you see depicted on this Image. He gave me permission to use this image in my book, Infiltration, and I'm showing it again. There is the evil Cardinal McCarrick with his hand around the young James Grind. And James Grind said that he was molested repeatedly by Cardinal McCarrick. He was even molested during confession. How sick, evil, and twisted and demonic can you get? McCarrick is a devil dressed up like a cardinal and a bishop, and he should be cast out. We saw the same thing with Father Maciel Maciel and the Legionaries of Christ. This is filth in the church, and it must be removed. We lay people must demand it. We must withhold our money. We must migrate to churches and dioceses where the gospel of Jesus Christ is proclaimed. No more enabling these wolves in sheep's clothing. And Jesus did warn us that in the one true church, there would be wolves in sheep's clothing. There would be false prophets. There would be infiltrators. Amongst the wheat would be tares. And we see that today, big time. So that's Cardinal McCarrick, sick and disgusting. And we learned from Archbishop Vigano that Pope Benedict had placed McCarrick under some restrictions, but Pope Francis removed those restrictions. That was the big controversy with Archbishop Vigano. And then what did McCarrick do? He went to China. And what did he do in China? He helped broker this sick alliance between Pope Francis, who calls himself a communist, and the Chinese CCP. Why don't we have a pope preaching the gospel instead of, going around the world and making deals with communists. Infiltration, that's why. Sankalan Mafia, that's why. It's super sketchy. Oh, and I haven't even gotten to the toxic atmosphere of the Vatican Bank. The Vatican Bank. It has been a source of scandal since the late 1960s especially in the late 70s. If you've seen the movie Godfather 3, they allude to it. Of course, it's made in Hollywood. It's not fully accurate. But it gives you a little peek of what's going on. You see, the Vatican Bank is an independent bank that's not regulated like all other banks in Europe. It's an independent city-state bank. If you're 
a drug dealer, if you're a human trafficker, if you're the head of the mafia in Sicilia or any in the anywhere in the world, you want so bad for there to be a bank in the world that's not regulated and audited. That bank is called the Vatican Bank, and it attracts, flies to it like manure, and it's been a source of scandal. A truly godly pope will have to figure out how the Vatican will continue to exist and function without this constant source of scandal, which is the Vatican Bank. We have seen Cardinal Betu. We have seen trials. We've seen the Pope get involved in trials of his own cardinals. Cardinal Coco Pomerio, Cardinal Pell, who was assigned prefect of the Congregation for the Economy to audit. He began to uncover things. Cardinal Pell, right here, he's like, look at this, Holy Father. He started finding out things, and guess what happened? As soon as he started finding out things, he was slapped with an accusation that he himself molested a boy. He was actually sent to prison, I think, for 13 months. And then the court, after more evidence, overturned that and declared him innocent, and he got to walk. But everyone noticed how odd it is that just as soon as Cardinal Pell began to speak out, boom, he got slapped with a clerical abuse accusation. And then boom, as soon as Pope Benedict dies and he's about to speak out, he dies. Today's not the podcast to speculate on that. I'll talk about that maybe in future podcasts. Make sure you subscribe and hit the bell to get future videos. And then Pope Benedict XVI dies. We watched him grow old, to become frail. You can see him on the screen there, how much weight he lost. For a time there, he had sores on his face. He was not doing well. We knew the inevitable was coming. And sure enough, on December 31st, New Year's Eve, Pope Ben XVI met his maker. He went to his eternal reward. And he was laid out inside the Vatican for lay people, and dignitaries to come and pay their final respects and to pray for him. And what was sad about the whole thing, I haven't even talked about this much yet. The funeral and, and all the ceremonies around it was a disgrace. They put Pope Benedict's body not in a hearse, but in the back of a van. There was no saluting. There was no dignity. There was no honor. It seemed that the Vatican and Pope Francis the entire time were downplaying the events of the funeral and his death. They just couldn't get him in the ground fast enough. You know, Italy, the nation of Italy, declared a day of mourning in honor of Pope Benedict. Guess what the Vatican City State did? Nothing. In other words, if you were in Italy, the entire country of Italy had a day of mourning. But if you were inside Vatican City, there was no day of mourning. That right there is something the Vatican cannot hide anymore. It's disdain for Pope Benedict. It's disdain for traditional Catholics. It's disdain for the traditional Latin mass. Do I even need to go into Traditionis Custodis and how Pope Francis has restricted traditional Latin mass, restricted traditional orders, restricted traditional priests, bishops, and cardinals? It is a toxic atmosphere inside the Vatican. And it has been created and nurtured by the San Colin Mafia and their puppet candidate, 
Francis Bergoglio. And I've had enough. And you've had enough. Watching how disgraceful they were with the demise and death and burial and funeral rites of Pope Benedict is just the cherry on top. So we've just heard Cardinal Pell. I did a, a video on it earlier. I encourage you to watch it. Go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss these videos. But we also had a letter that was recently revealed, a private correspondence with a man who had a, a relationship, a friendship over the years with Pope Benedict. They were pen pals, exchanged thoughts together through mail. And he received a letter and he released it. And it, con it contains a quote from Pope Benedict that I got to be honest, raises the hair on my arm. I just wrote a book this past year on the Antichrist and the apocalypse. And here is Pope Benedict talking about the Antichrist. And here's the quote. This is from Pope Benedict. Quote, as one sees the power of Antichrist spreading, one can only pray that the Lord will give us mighty shepherds to defend his church against the power of evil in this hour of need, end quote. What is Pope Benedict saying here? He's saying that the power of the Antichrist is spreading. And what is our response? To pray. To pray for what? Mighty shepherds. That we don't have these rascals, these demons, the McCarricks, the Cocopomerios, the Betchus, the embezzlers, the perverts. But we pray for holy and mighty shepherds to defend the bride of Christ the church of Jesus Christ against evil. Deliver us from evil as we pray in the Lord's Prayer, the Our Father, in this hour of need. You can't say, oh, Pope Benedict was talking about the future. He's talking about decades away. No, he's talking about now, in this hour of need. And Pope Benedict is saying this. This quote comes after his resignation during the pontificate of Francis Bergoglio. What is he saying here? He's saying we don't have mighty shepherds to defend the church. We need to pray for mighty shepherds to defend the church. He is saying that the power of evil is spreading. The power of Antichrist is spreading. That is the words of Pope Benedict. I wish Pope Benedict had said this while he was alive, but maybe he wasn't allowed to. Maybe they had such a heavy muzzle on the voice of Pope Benedict, he couldn't do anything. But now we know that he did think that. He did exhort us to pray for mighty shepherds to defend the church. Let's pray for the repose of the soul of Pope Benedict XVI that he enters into eternal glory, that he hears the words of Jesus Christ, well done, my good and faithful servant. But we're still down here in the fight. And let's do exactly what Benedict said. Pray, pray every single day that the Lord will give us mighty shepherds to defend the church. Because if I'm going to be really honest right now, live, I'm going to be totally honest, Francis, 
ain't that mighty shepherd. He's not defending us. He's out making deals with the Chinese, the communists. He's out helping the EU and the UN and Joe Biden. Everything woke. That's what he's promoting. His synod of synodality is toxic. And now even more. Pope Benedict XVI, his right-hand man, is his sidekick, Archbishop Gerg Ganswein, is releasing, I have a copy of it, but it's coming out public, is releasing his tell-all story of what's been going on in the last 10 years. And the word is, Francis has met with him twice. And I imagine the conversation is something like, please don't publish this book, Gerg, my friend, my buddy. And that's why I say the Vatican cannot hide this anymore. The only way they're going to be able to do it is kill people. And we lay people, we have a moral obligation from Jesus Christ to flee from heresy and to flee from the wolves and to flee from godless so-called shepherds who instead of leading us to green pastures are actually pushing us off a cliff that descends into the abyss of hell through sin, heresy, and confusion. And the Holy Spirit is the author and the director of order and beauty and goodness. The devil is the one who brings about chaos, destruction, death, confusion. Me, as for me and my house, we are going to try by God's grace to serve the Lord and we will flee heresy. I will pray for those men who are in heresy, schism, idolatry, pachamamas. I will pray that they return and know Jesus Christ and Christ alone as the king of the world and the king of the church. But it's time. They can't hide it anymore. It's a toxic atmosphere. It's a toxic culture. And I don't want to breathe toxic air and drink toxic water. The Vatican can't hide it anymore. Pray every day. Read your Bible every day. Every single day. Read three chapters of the Bible. Transform your mind to know God in his own words. Transform your mind by the word of God. Draw close to Christ. He is the good shepherd. And do what Benedict said. Pray that we have mighty, minor, mighty sub-shepherds, mighty pastors who can lead us closer to Jesus Christ, our Lord. All right, we're going to close and we're going to pray for the whole church. We're going to pray the Our Father together. And today we're going to pray it not in Latin. Well, today we'll do it in English because it's a big audience. Oremus, nomini patris et fidi et spiritus sancti, amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen.
Nomine Patris et Fidi et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. All right, friends, thanks for watching. Please like the video. I thank all of you who always give it a like. I think we hit like something like 6.5 million likes on the videos. Great job, everybody. Please subscribe if you're new. Hit the bell. And until next time, remember our Lord Jesus Christ is the light of the world and the salt of the earth. So go out there and be salty. God bless. Godspeed. Rattle those beads. Pray that Bible. Read that Bible. Pray those beads. <laughs>